Welcome to this week's episode of Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. Hi, I'm Wendy Guth, and I'm very excited to share with you an incredible conversation that I had with Irina Miller about her entrepreneurial journey. So Irina has been an empathetic intuitive since birth. Over the last two decades as an energy alchemist and spiritual life guide, she has been guiding curious seekers and visionary empaths on how to take rewarding action on their gut instincts. She shines the light on blocked energy that can show up as physical pain, limiting beliefs, self-sabotaging behaviors, and glass ceilings. With her logical background as a decision science major and her intuitive side as a Reiki master, astrologer, Yoga Alliance certified yoga teacher, tarot reader, and energy healer, she offers a unique down-to-earth perspective to learn the sacred arts that unlock the mysteries, hunches, and unexplainable. As a speaker, she offers done-for-you energy healing and trainings at conferences, on-demand courses, and virtual gatherings. With her guidance, discover your limitless potential and step into the life you were born to live. We will leave her contact information in the show notes below. So I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Irina offers amazing wisdom and insight into well, not only entrepreneurship and the healing arts, and also the importance of pivoting and the, the importance of pivoting in your life. So take a listen and let us know. Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Hello, hello, and welcome to the next episode of Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. Yay! (laughs) Hi, I'm Wendy Guth, a co-founder of Serendipitous Rebel, and I'm very excited today to have Irina Miller with us. As I like to do now, I ask, what five hats does she wear? So introducing Irina, who is an energy alchemist, an angel communicator, a nature lover, a mom, a vegan lifter, which I will ask about because I have no idea. (laughs) And I can also throw in an incredibly amazing, amazing person. One of the kindest people that I actually know that walks this planet. And I also know she's a fur mom and a wife and a daughter. And I could, anyway, I guess we could all go on. But before we even begin, (laughs) what is a vegan lifter? I know. Isn't that fun and silly? So for the longest of times, I had the wonderful good fortune of studying with this celebrity fitness trainer. Absolutely love and adore her. And she kind of put up a challenge to me that it would be a difficult road to stay fit and healthy and strong, lifting weights and being a vegan. And I was very blessed, like I often do. I connect with my friends in high places, aka the angels. And Mm -hmm. They brought across an amazing client who introduced 
introduced me to someone who had done just that, who had adopted the vegan lifestyle and also successfully got very fit and healthy and lifted weights. So (laughs) hence the vegan lifter. Okay. I, oh, that's fabulous. And that's just eating a lot of hummus. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you definitely can. It's yeah. very. Well, I was going to say, if I could just live on hummus with like pine nuts and different. Oh, yeah. All the different kinds. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like five different types last night. Ways of making it. Roasted peppers. Artichokes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, yummy, yummy. Well, thank you very much for explaining that to me. Very <laughs> cool. And that actually just adds another dimension to your amazing life. We're going to dig a little deeper into your business and yeah. your life. And let me start off with asking, so how did you get started in the online business or online space? Ah. Oh. Fantastic. Well, with most things in my life, I paid attention to those wonderful little nudges, signs, inklings that we get that gently and sometimes not so gently help you course correct or pivot. And I had for years had a brick and mortar yoga school and Mm -hmm. got to the space and state that I realized that I was at the studio more than I was with my family. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of students who were moms as well. And they started getting, you know, frustrated. Like, I want to be in their Saturday morning class with you, but I'm at the soccer fields or I'm at the football fields or the baseball or nighttime. I'm with my daughter taking or send them to dance or practice. If you could only put a camera up in the back of the classroom and record it so that I could join in. And I had enough people say that, that I thought, all right, there's something to this. And I decided to set up a virtual yoga school and I did that and it was working so well. And I decided why be away from my family? physically so much when I can move everything to the online space. Um, And there were other things too. My mom wasn't doing well physically at the time. And it just really was wonderful that I could pivot from the brick and mortar physical space Mm -hmm. when my family was changing and growing and shifting into the online space. So I did that back in 2015. Okay. So, wow. It's almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. And I started teaching yoga in 1998. So for me to bring everything into the online world was very interesting trying to navigate, you know, Zoom (laughs) and teaching yoga online back in the Aussies and you know, we're never going to date ourselves. You know, that. no, no, I was, I was three when I started. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you, were you an instant success? Well, (laughs) I think it's, you know, I I always giggle because I love the bands who Uh say, yes, we were an overnight success. If you count the 10 or 20 years that took us to get here. (laughs) So I I definitely feel like that. This is a lifelong passion of mine. And Mm -hmm. because it's an ever evolving experience, I find that success is something that we all have to be very careful of how we define what key performance indicators we use to decide whether or not what we're doing is worth pursuing. Because there is a lot that I've discovered what I thought would be successful. Mm. I realized didn't bring me happiness or joy because it came at sacrificing time with the family or self-care or sleep. And I I continue to redefine that word. So no, I (laughs) say not an overnight success. And definitely even that definition to that word continues to change for me. 
Oh, I love that. And I love that you you referenced performance indicators. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, you understand yeah. business. Well, yeah, you know, that's my it, degree. Yeah, exactly. I'm the business degree. So I bring it in. <laughs> and the next question really is what was the impetus to make a change? But you're not actually teaching yoga right now online. Right. So there's been another dude. I'm like, my clairvoyance switch is on today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very intuitive. Yes. So can you share a little bit about what your more recent and whether it's a change or pivot or whatever, what that was, what that is, and what was your impetus? Wow. Could I not get my tenses correct? <laughs> and we'll just go with it. <laughs> it is we're talking and, and time is relevant. I, I joke about that because one of the things that I love to do is teach people how to speak the language of intuition. I do believe that we're being guided all the time by something that is loving and benevolent, whether you think of it as angels or a higher power or source that really has our highest and best interests in mind. And sometimes we can't even dream big enough. I remember when I first moved to Cincinnati, I had never expected to move to the Midwest. I had gotten my degree in decision sciences and management and information systems, very logical, down to earth, practical, so I could get a job when I graduated and, you know, not live with my parents forever. I didn't want to do it, but it was a logical thing to do. And I did find joy in it, their building of the systems and the logical pattern finding. But when I had the opportunity to pursue my spiritual interests, whether it was yoga or just the studies, the philosophy and the theosophy, I jumped at it and mm -hmm. I left corporate. And when I did that, I knew that for me, experiencing just a greater connection to peace mm -hmm. could be found in many different spiritual pathways. Yoga was the thing that opened the doorway that made it easy for myself to find comfort in my own skin because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel at home, so to speak, in my body. You know, as a young person, it's hard to, your body is changing. And I started yoga in my late teens. So that was a wonderful discovery. But what I found was that the yoga enabled me to open up and understand intuition to an even higher level. Mm -hmm. And the more that I practiced yoga, the more that I was able to feel the emotions stored in my body and realize that emotions are energy in motion. Continuing my spiritual pathways, I was able to initiate in many different styles of energy, including Reiki. So when I started teaching, I found that most people like myself, they couldn't, you can't see this energy that's around you, this language of intuition. Like, how do, can we trust that we're, you know, getting an intuitive knowing like, oh yeah, this is really a gut instinct, or I should trust my feelings, or it's not just mother's intuition. There's something more to it than that, not to explain it away. And I found that the vehicle of yoga was a nice way to discover how to pick up on these little things like noticing when we get goosebumps or when we have butterflies in our tummy or how our shoulders tense around certain people that don't have our highest and best interest in mind. So once I had enough people who could feel that and understand it and start to sense it physically because our body is our best intuitive tool 
then I found I didn't need the vehicle of yoga anymore to teach people how to trust their intuition, to believe that there were friends in higher places, so to speak, looking out for you, whether you see that as angels or guides or ascended masters. But all of a sudden, people were in a place where they could come to the table and have that conversation with me rather than just saying, oh my gosh, every time I'm in pigeon pose, I need a, a tissue box because all that stored emotion in my hips is being released. <laughs> so kind of a long answer, but for me, it was the medium that was the vehicle that enabled this conversation to be had. Interesting. So you started yoga in your late teens. Yeah. And I'm not giving away anything now, yeah. but there's been a few years in between. So just un poquito, whatever, if that's the correct word. Do you think that there's been an evolution for you as well? I know that definitely people have found you. And I think it's 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 what you put out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I was part of your online yoga back in like 2016. Yes. And that's when I met you. Mm -hmm. And even in the past, I mean, there's been an evolution in the past few years. Do you feel you, I mean, do you put out different, you put out different energies and you put out different, you're, you know, what am I trying? It's like, I'm not going to say a scent in that part. Do you think it's because you've evolved? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, we're constantly growing. And for me, I'm perpetual student and learner. I can never, I mean, my thirst for knowledge and information, if there's something I can certify and initiate and take the training <laughs> deeper with, I will do it. I've studied astrology for years, decades at this point, and I'm blessed that we have the only physical astrology school here in the Midwest. Well, actually, Whoa. we're all in North America. And the teacher there, I've known her for, gosh, 15 years or more, and I've always kind of waited to take her big 500 hour certification because it's a three-year commitment. But I thought, you know what, why not? Even though I've studied all of this for years and I, I know all, all of the foundations, she'll only teach it if she knows she has three years to commit to it and she's 78. So I thought yeah. it's now or never. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on connecting with this amazing teacher and this wisdom yeah. that she's gathered, you know, for the last, gosh, 60 years she's been doing it. So it's for me very powerful that even if I do know something, I know there's always something more to be learned. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm continually evolving and I bring that to my students and clients because I also know that all of us are changing and evolving. We're all raising our vibration, so to speak. We're all growing. And as a result, the sacred practices that worked, you know, 100 years ago, 50, 10, heck, even five years ago, they don't work the same way now because we're different. So a classic example that was taught in the 80s and 90s is if somebody was giving you bad vibes, they were giving you stink eye, they were throwing some shade, put up a mirror and just reflect it back. Well, that's, that's not in your highest and best interest because what happens is the person gets their nastiness reflected back to them and they think it's you and then they energetically try to whack you again. So we <laughs> So now we know we've evolved a little bit more, a little more awareness that it's better to surround yourself in a golden bubble of light, kind of like Galinda, the good witch. <laughs> but gold is a color and you can use color. You think of red as a power mm -hmm. color, violet sure. for peace. 
you can use golden light to help neutralize the energy. It's like diffusing a bomb and it's miraculous the way it works. I always love telling the story of being in line behind this guy who was so angry at the pharmacy window. We uh -huh. all outside pharmacy window. I don't know if you ever do that. You think, oh, it'll be faster. I'll do the outside window yes. and so into the yes. grocery stand in line forever. And so we're out there standing a line of us and this guy in front of us gets angrier and angry and he starts banging on the window open up i started getting genuinely scared because this guy is ready to flip his lid i don't know if he's carrying a gun or what and i'm looking around and i thought well there's people here there's witnesses surely he won't do anything too crazy but i was getting pretty scared getting ready to leave and i thought wait a second i i don't feel an imminent danger so i'm gonna ground i'm gonna put myself in a golden bubble of light next thing i know kid you not this guy who went from like the angry monster and the it's <laughs> like the thorn had been taken out of his foot he turns around to me and the lady who's behind me and he said oh my god i am in so much pain i feel like i'm gonna collapse i just need my medicine so desperately i thought it would be faster if i came out here and oh and don't you know in that moment the pharmacy window opened, opened. received his medicine so something as simple if we knew that golden light oh my what could that diffuse Oh my goodness gracious you know how many fights could be averted and well, how much more peaceful oh well i am definitely going to direct all of our listeners <laughs> to your actually to your facebook page it's your facebook page yeah yeah which has unbelievably amazing weekly inklings yes. that are absolutely priceless and i think they do play such an important role in, in really helping us, well, understand ourselves and then in finding our best selves, pivoting. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's so important to really understand who we are and what we want, what we need. And it is those little, it's the, it's the intuition. And, you know, as women, we're, it's, we're emotional. We're right. always emotional. And our intuition is, doesn't mean anything. Hmm. And I, I call bullshit to that. Here, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you as, as a business owner and as an online business owner, you know, when you've done these, these made these changes, were you scared? Oh yeah. I, you know, here's the thing though. I think without some butterflies in our tummy, I once had this incredible acting director slash coach was in the play at the university I went to Sweeney Todd loved being in that place so much <laughs> I was a business major but I wanted to be at with all the arts enthusiasts and he told us that moment that you go on stage and you've lost the butterflies mm. you lost it yeah. so I think sometimes we look at fear and we don't necessarily see the possibility and the potential there that it could simply be the excitement, the excitement of starting something new. Anytime we change or we shift, there's a difference. It will be nerve wracking, but those butterflies help us stay connected to the awe and the wonder that's around us all the time that we could miss if we just get stuck in that same old wheel of routine. So for me, yes, I feel those butterflies, that excitement that sometimes could be seen as fear, but I also feel so confident that in these choices and decisions, I'm not mm -hmm. alone. 
I have angels who are watching over me. I've got my mom on the other side, shouting down instructions from heaven. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that I, I have, I have wonderful, wonderful guidance and I won't be left hanging. You know, it's so interesting. I'm doing this Brene Brown thing, her Mm -hmm. book, Born to, or what is it? Dare to Leap. And one of the things she talks about her square squad, which is a very small, very small box. It just dawned on me that another element of that square squad, and it's supposed to be those people who you trust. Oh, And it's not just those who hang out with you that you hang out with and yes you but the people who you genuinely turn to when you need advice or you want and it just dawned on me that an important square squad really are your higher people yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I know I know that I I'm going to say routinely or constantly or whatever you know my my parents are always you know they're not with us anymore but they're still with us they're always with us I digress a little bit, but I think that that's actually, it's, it's an important element too of, of who you trust. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's 100% what I love to teach because this language of intuition, trusting our gut instincts, mm-hmm. trusting that the messages, the impressions, the thoughts that pop into our head um, are from angels or guides or loved ones. Yeah. Like developing a relationship. We don't necessarily trust it right out of the gate or in the beginning, and nor should we, but we develop it over time. You know, we get that intuitive hit. Oh, you left your phone in the bedroom when you were changing your clothes to get ready for work. Or, oh, those keys that you can't find, they're in your <laughs> jacket pocket. You know, I call on St. Anthony all the time or the runner guides to help me find lost things. And the reason that I can trust that they're going to have my back. So like, even when my kids would wander off and I couldn't see them at the pool, I say, St. Anthony, you know, runner guys, where are they? I trusted, even though I was still full of fear, like, where are they? <laughs> that, that I would find them because they've come through on so many other things, whether it was the little things of helping me find my phone or finding the keys or finding just that last supply of canning ingredients. <laughs> Like the time I decided to can peaches last minute and everybody else was apparently too. So they come through and that validates your intuition. So I always say, ask for the guidance. And once you've asked for it, receive it, meaning, okay, I'll give it a try. You know, I'll go look in the bedroom, even though I don't think it's there. And then, then validate it by speaking it out loud. Like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe it. The phone was there in the bedroom. Or in my hand or (laughs) my glasses sitting off in the top. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, oh, and this is like such another, such another conversation, but it's incredibly powerful, the tools, and they're so important for entrepreneurs. Yes. You know, it's, it's really is, it's trust your gut. Yeah. Listen to what, and it's, it's interesting. I know, I know when things aren't right for me and, and I will admit I am one of your energy alchemist students that, you know, I know that I, if I don't want to do something and, you know, like, how do I, how do I decide what to pivot to? Well, if, if I don't want to do it, it's not going to happen because everything comes to a screeching halt. I just, 
I, I can't physically move myself because I, I believe that higher, higher powers are telling me this is their way of saying to me, you know, this is not really exactly what you should be doing. It's just, there are so many things that are so important. It's like the toolbox for entrepreneurs. Yes. And something that I love that you're saying is, you know, as an entrepreneur, learning to trust our gut. And one of the things that I bring to this that makes me a little bit different is I do have a background in statistics. So that decision sciences or data science is part of my degree also has me very much in tune and aware of the fact that not only do we trust our gut instincts, but we look at the data with that mm -hmm. extra guidance. It gives us a competitive edge because the data, here's the thing that you said that I really loved. Even if the data is telling us to do something, if every fiber of our body is causing us to freeze, even if, you know, we get to that point where we start beating ourselves up saying, why can't I just do this? Mm -hmm. It makes sense that I offer this right now. There could be something deeper within you that is fundamentally stopping you from moving forward because it's ultimately protecting you. It's mm -hmm. helping you rather than push forward into a life. Like I was saying with my brick and mortar business, things were going great. My six, definition of success, having a profitable studio, having my classes full, that was great. But I also at that point in time, didn't have as much time with my family. Mm -hmm. And so for me, even though the numbers looked great, something inside me told me, I need to shift. I need to pivot. Something's off. And thank God I did because I found out my mom was sick and we were able to make that shift in plenty of time. So I had extra time with her before she transitioned. So finding that beautiful blend in marriage between trusting your gut, looking at the data, stopping the, the self-sabotage in the sense of blaming ourselves for not doing things when every fiber in our body says no. Because here's the thing, when you look at your natal chart or heck, if you even see where the moon is, you can <laughs> discover, oh, well, that's why I don't feel like doing much. So I know when the moon is in cancer, for me to be vocal and extroverted and out there is not going to happen. So if mm -hmm. I set myself up to do a webinar on a day like that, I'm self-sabotaging. Right. I want to be on the couch with my bonbons and my rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> now, if yeah. the, the moon is in Leo, then I'm so ready for the spotlight. My close <laughs> But you learn these things about yourself, how right. you engage with the elements in the environment too. It has become for me, more, it's interesting. You know, I never really, I, I pushed through, you know, when I, when I had to worry about a cycle, yeah. I would push through and I never listened to anyone ever who said, you know, you have to look at your cycle. You have to, and I'm like, no, 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 you just push through it. You just push through it. And now they don't worry about those things. I'm much more in tune to just if I feel off and I, I guess I look at that. Those are like decisions. Those are things that I am able to determine and have control over. Yes. Yeah. Because it has to do with who I am and the, you know, just my whole purpose, really powerful things that I think, you know, that when you, again, it's like you have this toolbox as an entrepreneur that you go back to and you look at and you're thinking about it, you really need to do some sort of a calendar 
an intuitive on intuitive entrepreneur calendar. Yeah, you see, where is the moon, right? Yeah. You know, and where where do we fit in? You know, it's just it's mm -hmm. really absolutely intriguing things. And when you take a step back and really think about it, you're like, oh, this makes this makes absolute sense. How did I not know this? Why didn't I not know this sooner? Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, I think that's, of course, the beauty with it comes with age that yeah. we are much more open to all sorts of, you know, yeah. I look back, would I have been an energy alchemist? No, you could, don't tell me if you know the answer to this. <laughs> I look back 20 years and I'm like, mm, probably not. Yeah, yeah, we, we, there's, we evolve, we grow, we learn more, more of the world is open to us. Yeah. We see that. And as we see that, we realize all the treasures that are there before us just waiting to be discovered. There's a story, I'll, I'll tell it really quickly if we have time about the treasure. Yeah. Okay, so really quickly, I love the story about Joe, Joe who goes up to heaven. And when Joe goes to heaven, Archangel Gabriel is there to greet them. And Archangel Gabriel presents this beautiful calendar to Joe, speaking of patterns and cycles. And Joe's like, um, thank you. And is looking at this calendar and on the calendar, there are all these little boxes, these little presents, boxes with bows and some are opened, but more of them are still closed than not. And he looks at Archangel Gabriel and he says, okay, what, what's the deal? with the calendar and the we didn't have I didn't have that many birthdays there weren't that mm -hmm. many holidays what what's going on here and Archangel Gabriel goes oh Joe those were all of the gifts of grace that were given to you these gifts that you have nothing that you need to do you can't earn them you don't necessarily deserve them but it's just given out of love to you but you needed to be able to receive them and to take them in. And so all of those boxes that weren't opened, those were the moments that you didn't accept the gifts and the treasures that were there waiting for you. You just kept pushing through life. Mm. I think there that what I love to be able to do is help people see those gifts of grace, those treasures that are being offered continuously. Life is challenging. It is hard. And yet at the same time, if we can find a rhythm and a way to dance to co-create, to, mm -hmm. to create this life of joy, all of a sudden it doesn't feel like a struggle. And we realize that once what once felt hard is more of the thrill of a challenge, doing something that we never thought we could accomplish. And there's a sweetness that comes with that. I think of Joe often in the calendar. Where, oh, are, where are the gifts hiding? I hadn't heard that before. And and I think that there's something, it's, it's so sort of it's working too much, not focusing on what's important, not stopping to even, you know, smell the roses, whatever yeah. it is. And then all of a sudden you get to a certain point, you're like, wow, it's time. Mm -hmm. And it's time is now. And that's what I love about women who enter into the entrepreneurial space in midlife, it's, it's like, there's opportunities, there's, ch you know, chances, however you want to say it that, and really to dig in when, when I, when, you know, it's like, we have a sort of, sometimes we have a slightly different vernacular and cause I'm thinking, oh, you're talking about being in flow. Mm. It's, it's just when you're, you know, all of a sudden it just may, you know, you're moving yeah. and it's like, or you're finding your bliss, your yeah. joy. It's just, you know, and yeah, we, we really do talk the same language. It's just, and, and it's, 
I don't know. My, my whole thing, my whole shtick is I want people to be in flow. I want people to have, you know, especially women to have these, you know, to have the bliss that they want in life. And, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, and, and we deserve it. Yes. To step into the life you were born to live. It is written in the stars and you have free will. You can also change it. <laughs> you know, exactly. And you know, that's what I always think is funny because people talk about, sometimes we're told that pivoting is it's giving up. It's, mm. it's just, it's, you know, you're, you're just making, you know, yeah, you're giving up You're you know, almost like you're a loser. Mm. <laughs> And I, again, I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. I say that to make changes that make your, your life better and your purpose more, your purpose clearer is really what life is supposed to be. But anyway, that's my soapbox. So, and this is not my soapbox day. (laughs) I love it. One of the things we do is we go into this like rapid fire, the pop in. Yeah. But before we do that, I just want to ask you, has your journey, has it been worth it? Oh, 100%. I knew, I knew the answer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still going. <laughs> and that's the beauty. Cause I bet if I were to say, what do you do in a year from now? You're like, Oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. I've got plans. I've got <laughs> plans and places, people to see places to go <laughs> more things to learn. And that's, see, that's absolutely amazing. And has been truly an inspiration for me, very much an inspiration for me. So rapid fire, the first thing that pops into your head when I say, what is one system you can't live without? Uh, My morning routine, my connection with my angels, most definitely. I have a Well, yeah, I get up at lots of different, I'm trying lots of different, you know, sometimes it's also, it depends on the moment in time, right? As a mom, mom of kids, human kids, fur babies, sometimes you don't always get the best night's sleep. But if nothing else, before I get out of bed, something that I always do, a system that never fails me, is I love to say a quick little prayer, may God go before me and show me the way. May angels watch and protect me throughout the day. And if I have more time, I have a more elaborate practice that I do, but that is one system that I rely on day in, day out. Oh, that's fabulous. That is fabulous. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> oh, well, my work, which I consider my play, I literally get out of bed and I come right to my computer. You know, I've got my practices I do, but I love, love, love being able to share them with other people to give them a behind the scenes look because so many are people are just hurting. They feel lonely and isolated, like they don't belong. So my goal is to empower empath and give them the sacred practices and tools to step into the life they were born to live, not to keep living someone else's idea of perfection or success. So I think you just answered this, but we'll ask it anyway. Okay. What do you love about most about being an entrepreneur? (laughs) Oh, well, this is a great question. I think for me is that I get to call the shots. I get to work as fast as I want, slow as I want. For me, I can create, I love to create. So not having to run it by a hundred people or get the A-OK. I I was definitely born to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) 
because really, ultimately, who do you answer to? A big gal in the sky. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, for you, it could also be your puppy who's somewhere wandering around you. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one. Define purpose. Ah, uh, well, purpose for me is the, is your calling. It's the life you were born to live. It's something that stirs so deep within your soul. It's this faint little echo that you can barely hear. I think of it like the lyrics to the Rainbow Connection. Um, I love that song when Kermit is singing about, you know, <laughs> have you heard them calling? you know, your voice in the night singing that sweet song. We all have this calling. It's like this beautiful celestial music where we wake up and where we hear it, that heart, you know, this that tugs on the strings of our heart. There's something out there that when we take a brief moment to pause and to simply be, to step off the hamster wheel of life, then all of a sudden you can connect with that purpose. It lights you up. It's what does get you jumping out of bed in the morning. And it brings a love and a joy unlike any other. So for me, that is what I love to do is connect people with that, that what I call claiming the life they were born to live, their calling, their purpose. Gosh, oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with us. I am just, well, I'm tickled pink. See, you can see above me, there's pink. Well, see the aura? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great wall for it. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So thank you all for listening and sharing with this episode. And I will see you again next, actually next week. Yeah, soon, very soon. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.